Hello and welcome to episode 26 of I'm Fine, a chat between myself, Demo and moon landing denier, Mark. A chat around the subjects of health, wealth, well-being, fitness, sport, conspiracy and life-saving cycling tips. We're all work in progress and this podcast is no exception. In short, it's a poke at our perfectly imperfect lives and if we can make just one person feel like they're not alone in all this madness, then our work here is done. Warm up and stretch, catch-ups to do, in work-life ballet, talking about wealth. And what we wish we'd known when we were when we were younger, <laughs> when we were much younger than we are today. Is that a Somerset? I don't know what it is. No, young people always talk with a Somerset accent, <laughs> and then when you're eighteen, you speak. Joffrey, give me twenty bits of your brain, your brain or my brain or our yeah, brains. I, I sent that through to you today. Having done more research, what it's did you sort send? of. I said bits of your brain. It's oh, more yeah, body it? and brain, but oh, cool. that's okay. Bits of your body and bits We're of your brain. We're all work in progress, <laughs> aren't we? <laughs> good afternoon. Good afternoon. Good Friday afternoon. Yeah. With that front crunchy feeling. <laughs> you remember that advert? Yeah, thank Crunchy, it's Friday. Yeah, what a brilliant advert. Yeah. Good, that's it. You don't eat, cr- you don't eat things like that, though. I'm a Crunchy fan. Are you? One of our listeners is a big Crunchy fan. Right. They've alluded How big? to it. They're big or they just like Crunchies a lot? I think... <laughs> or they're I, big because, oh, think, God, what have I said? I think their love of Crunchies is big. Right. But their self-control is bigger. Excellent. But hearing this, they'll be running to the fridge what? to get their four pack of crunches <laughs> covered in honeycomb, shreds of honeycomb dripping from their lips. Oh, yeah. all right. That's a bit saucy for this, for this time <laughs> no, that's of flake, day. isn't it? That's flake. Okay. So we've got a bit, bit naughty. Bit quick. Uh, you okay? Mm, very good, thank you. You're looking sprightly. You came in and you just started. Like, I know. You're like, saying, like no, shut just, up, yeah. wait till the mic. Wait till the mic's yeah. on. No, I'm okay. It's, it's, I, mean, I think it's worth, you said just then, and we're going to say it's on Friday. And yeah, I think we should. It's, I think it's also worth saying that, that we made the decision to change it, partly because we could, and yeah. partly that when I came on Saturday after some work yeah. I've been doing, I wasn't exactly a bundle of laughs. And although you said the listeners love doom and gloom, I think. <laughs> the oh, fact, I, don't know, I don't think I said that. <laughs> the fact that you edited 70 minutes out of the last, <laughs> last two podcasts. No, I was talking about light and shade. Yeah. I took all the shade out. <laughs> Left the Bearing light. in mind our mission statement is something like, <laughs> it's all gold. There was, there was a lot of tarnished <laughs> copper. Yeah. So, yeah. No, I mean, it wasn't actually. It didn't take out any of your... Morbidity. Of your, uh, I use of morbidity. Your, is that wrong? I don't know. Should we do a... Fact check. Org. But, yeah, USA Today. Condition of suffering from a disease, disease or medical condition, a rate of disease. I think it might be the wrong word. Well, my medical condition is that I'm a grumpy sod, so I guess <laughs> it's... Maybe. No, I don't think it's to do with being morbid. Okay. If that... Yeah, morbid is the, the word, and I just thought morbidity, but maybe morbidity takes us into medical... Maybe. Okay. But I think what I took out mm-hmm. was just some of the things that you probably felt were a little bit like unnecessary rather than yeah. on a on a mood-based scale yeah, yeah. you know mm-hmm. i think it came across you that you were had a bit of a tough morning but it's all right yeah we did yeah. didn't we and although we are self-congratulatory constantly and i am going to just allude to something in a minute which and you know what i'm going to allude to no i'm not sure yet no okay i'm not quite switched on um yet. I did enjoy the last 10 minutes or the last podcast. I'm just <laughs> going to say it. I'm just going to, I'm not even going to try and be like subtle and professional. I just thought, I thought it was good. Yeah. It, well, you came in not, you know, all like, you know, for obviously reasons all over the place. And I yeah. was, I think I was running on a bit of adrenaline, but underneath 
was pretty in a pretty not not such a great place. Yeah. I think we got to the end of those episodes and thought, oh, what the hell was that? Do you know yeah. what I mean? I think we we were struggling it. to yeah, yeah. We didn't think it was going to go go to air almost. There was a lot of kind of waffle and silence doing yeah. it out, but yeah. other than that, yeah, it was it was surprisingly upbeat. Yeah. <laughs> I think for how probably how we felt. Yeah, and a client today, which was really nice of him, so a client that quite often gives feedback, said something, and I know I could have stuck this for the mailbag, but it's vocal feedback, was saying he used the word a growing rapport between us, and I said we didn't really know each other that well. No. Not really. Not really. We had, no, no, you know, not bits no. And, but I didn't know that much about you and vice versa. Yeah. And um, he said it's interesting to sort of have the growing rapport. And I thought the growing rapport was you just relentlessly taking the piss out of me for the last 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> you were. Not without fuel, could I say. Like, you were just giving me material. Yeah. And I listened back and I thought, I do <laughs> say so some funny. inane things. It's like Look. I just come out with a statement like... How ridiculous to use Kodak for your camera. <laughs> and, the, the, and the first time I listened back after the edit, because I, I think yeah. I've said it before, there's, I do three. I do the edit so I hear it, then yeah. I listen back, and then yeah. I do like another, almost kind of just as Final a listening, draft. Yeah, yeah. listening in the car. And I, it was just when you were, uh, <laughs> I'd missed it on the first two when you said taking the film down to Snappy Snaps or something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, process the boots. Yeah. yeah. I just thought, yeah, I'm pretty sure NASA wouldn't have done that, but it was just so funny. It'll come, this will come up in my apologies. We won't okay. say anymore. I got some bookmarks. Mm-hmm. Um, moon landing. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just had a quick look at who started the moon landing conspiracy. Mm-hmm. The third guy that was in, in the, he wasn't allowed <laughs> yeah. to come out, would he? Collins, isn't Woody, Yeah, Woody Collins. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It was on the ship. It took 400,000 NASA employees and contractors to put Neil Armstrong and Buzz Lightyear in, on the moon in 1969. Did they all stand on each other's shoulders? That's how we got there. What, like giants? No, 400,000. They've all <laughs> right. on top and they just climbed to the top of 400,000. That's a human why they lit ladder. Yeah. 400,000. Wow. I need, I need to get a correct. You all, you're like that today. Yeah. I need to step up. There's madness with Sam. One step beyond. <laughs> um, the, but only one man to spread the idea that it was all a hoax. His name was Bill Casing. Mm-hmm. Began as a hunch and intuition before turning into a true conviction that the US lacked the technical prowess to make it to the moon, or at least the moon and back. Casing had actually contributed to the US space program, albeit tenuously, mm-hmm. between 1956 and 1963. He was an employee of Rocketdyne, that's a cool name, it's like mm-hmm. Cyberdyne in Terminator, yeah. a company that helped to design the Saturn V, is it V5? don't know. V as in yeah, Roman yeah, yeah, yeah. Roman numerals, yeah. Right. That's how old the rocket was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Rock, uh, Saturn V rocket engines. In 1976, he published a pamphlet called We Never Went to the Moon, America's $30 billion swindle, which sought evidence for his conviction by means of grainy photocopies and ludicrous theories. Yet somehow he established a few perennials that are kept alive to this day in Hollywood movies and Fox News documentaries, Reddit forums and YouTube channels. So it was quite a ripple he created. Mm-hmm. I'm saving the response to the apologies. Oh, on that? Mm-hmm. Okay, I should have put We're, this at the end then. No, 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 that's fine okay. to put that in there. We talked about the Freeman Law, didn't we? Which was a kind of movement to, yes. to be non, non-consenting of statute law. Yeah. And then another thing, I think we've kind of talked about off mic in terms of people starting to quote Article 61 of the Magna Carta. Mm. Um, so I looked that up because I didn't know what it was. No. I saw people talking about it. Some shop owners have been putting it in their window, haven't yeah. they? And and. In, in the hope of trying to stay open yeah. and the police coming up and going, oh no, they're quoting Article 61 of the Magna Carta. We're stuffed. Yeah. <laughs> Let's turn around, boys and girls. Um, so Article 61 of the Magna Carta allows for lawful dissent and rebellion 
It also means that businesses don't have to close under COVID-19 regulations. That's the claim. They didn't that write that. That's not word for word no, from the Magna Carta, is no. it? COVID wasn't ye, in it. Ye old COVID. <laughs> COVID-1. No. Um, no, it'd be X, oh, right. X1X. <laughs> God, um, I didn't think I was going to get that out in time. No, it's good. I normally talk over your yeah, punchlines, don't I? <laughs> yeah. So the verdict, this is all incorrect. Clause 61 of the 1215... That's old. Mm. Isn't almost as old as a hatchet. Lunchtime. <laughs> of the Magna Carta. Uh, <laughs> I can't keep up. I need to, I need to, come on. The 1215 Magna Carta set out rules for 25 specific barons. It did not allow the general population to rebel, and it was also removed from subsequent versions of the document. A number of posts on social media have claimed that under Article 61 of the Magna Carta, people have the right to lawfully dissent or rebel if they believe they're being governed unjustly. Okay, but it's only the barons that that applies to. Yeah, I don't think we have those anymore, do we? Well, I'm just thinking. Are you one? Is no, going to reveal you're a baron? It wasn't long ago, and I haven't flown on Concord either, but it wasn't <laughs> long ago that we were discussing getting a knighthood or whatever from Sealand. Oh. We were going to apply for an online... Yeah, that's right, we were, weren't we? If they've got barons on the menu... It, yeah, I'm not sure whether you have to be on Sealand in order for that to come into... You can do it online. You can apply for them online. No, I mean whether that... You know, oh, where, carries where the basic, jurisdiction. Yeah, where you can only be a baron on Sealand. Got you. Sealand barons. You. So you countries. can be a visiting baron to... No, okay. It's, it's complicated. It, yeah. You need someone to look into it. Um, Got it. <laughs> she'll be back in a minute. She's gone out for snacks. She's gone out for International Men's Day. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what that placard was. <laughs> yeah, it's a protest. <laughs> um, other posts, I can't keep up. Other posts show a video shared thousands of times by a business owner in Liverpool telling the police he did not plan to shut his business and citing Article 61 of the Magna Carta. This is wrong. The original version of the Magna Carta granted powers to assail the monarch and seek redress to 25 barons in order to keep the provisions of the Magna Carta, but these powers were not granted to the population at large. Within a year of it being written, this was, this clause was removed from subsequent versions okay. and was never incorporated into English statutory law. So okay, they're on a sticky it, wicket. The, yeah, yeah, it was on pretty sketchy ground to start with, yeah. but um, a fair play, you know, give it, give it a go. Browser tabs. I did mm -hmm. check. There's no official competition or entry in the Guinness Book of Records for how many, <laughs> for how many browser tabs you have open. Okay. Sorry Yet. about that. <laughs> yeah, well, that's it, though, isn't it? There was it? no records before the book started, was there? No. There wasn't a world tour most, man. <laughs> yeah, most of these uh, these Guinness World Records are just absolute nonsense, aren't they? You know, mm. how many balloons you can pop in a in a bath of ping pong balls, you know. Yeah. You can just literally come up with yeah. anything, can you? Yeah. We could come up with something and do something now and be world record breakers, mm. couldn't we? Longest ever podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think I made some, you know, hopefully. Have you still got those all open? Uh, you, right. Did, did you, so I went home mm -hmm. because I'm nothing if not whatever the word is. So I'm prepared to learn and prepared to think that there is no reason to have 100, I think 127. So Did you go home and take a good long look at yourself? I had a good long look and I thought, <laughs> no, just get your life in order. Because I, I wrote a to-do list today as well. So that made me Because I kind of made the comment about... I think under my breath going, you don't hurt yourself, do you? No. And, and so, I thought that might have sounded a little bit... No, but no, no. I feel that you've gone away and made yourself no, a better person. Bad. And I'm just going to look now. Uh, <laughs> you've still got that emoji. Yeah. But I did dip below 100. There's a whole Reddit thread about that emoji and how many tabs you should have open. It's quite an evocative 
conversation. I do get some enjoyment from this. So I'm just going to, this, this is me. This is welcome to my brain. Mm-hmm. International Women's Day, Bone China, Starter Hair Running, Testosterone, Toff. Toff? The woman that what, went on I'm a Celebrity. Oh, yeah, I like her. Vegas Nerve, The Meaning of Reciprocal, Jaden Stockley. No idea who is this he all is. Con- is this all podcast content? Charles Darwin, Coronavirus. Because there's me struggling for things to talk about. And, and Berserk whole... Lyrics. Let me go with Berserk Lyrics. Let me just come in now. Left field. Do you think this is kind of like a, a lucky dip on your tabs? That's a great yeah. section. Okay. Why don't we just have a new section? Just do the music. What have you got open? <laughs> I haven't got any music for it. <laughs> Hold on a minute. Let me see. Uh, we can use this one. Tabs of the day. <laughs> Today... Berserk lyrics, Ivo- Ivorian doll. Didn't say that. Do you want to well. start that again? Berserk lyrics, Ivorian doll. That, that's the tab that's open. Ivorian, what's what? Ivorian doll. Ivorian doll. Okay, I don't know. What okay, so the Pogues. What's it? Christmas nightmare. What is it? The Pogues Christmas. Fairy tale of New York. Yeah. Oh, that's has just... now been censored. Yes. By so the they've BBC. got rid of the word faggot because it has derogatory, derogatory references. Yeah. It also is an, an Irish word that doesn't mean what it's been made to do. Does it and mean like meatball? No, no, I think it has like, I, th- I got it. We will check. I think it's, you might have to check. Like while I, talk. I think it's like idiot. Yeah. yeah. Okay. They've censored it. I, I don't agree with censorship in terms of. Sean McGowan's not happy about it either. Oh no, Sean McGowan on Twitter. Yeah. Lawrence Fox, yeah. your mate. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on a said, minute. <laughs> yeah, but go on. Depends basic, what you said. Basically I... tweeted, the world's gone crazy. Yeah. We're censoring, you know, this song. Yeah. And then the Pogues official Twitter told them to fuck off. <laughs> and someone said, oh, right. this is this sums up 2020, that someone who's very right wing mm. is acting for free speech. Mm. And the people he's trying to give free speech to, i.e. the band, mm. tell him to fuck off. Yeah. And it's, it's woke gone mad. Mm. He wasn't expressing right. And everyone's calling him a fascist. And he's trying to go... This should be free speech. We shouldn't change it. But because he's right wing, mm. everybody's laying into him. I'm not right wing, just for record. No. <laughs> well, you said he you just re- said he's my mate, and then went on about. You referenced him, or was it you said you liked? Yeah, his... it was hardly a mate. Yeah. <laughs> Strong. Okay, so this is what I did. This is how my mind works. They banned the pokes. Mm-hmm. So I thought, if you're banning the pokes, does that mean that you're taking a stand on lyrics generally, or is yeah. it because it's Christmas coming up and you're playing that? So it's going to get paid five, ten times a day, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So as I listen to a lot of grime, and I know the lyrics in grime aren't necessarily (laughs) politically correct, I went on to Radio 1 Extra and thought, let's look at your playlist. And I took this track at random. It isn't a track I know, which is why I did it. It's Mm -hmm. called Berserk. Is it actually on the playlist, Radio 1 playlist? On the Radio 1 playlist. It's either the A or B playlist. I can't remember, but played regularly. Mm -hmm. I'll just read the words that I can. Now, obviously, these have to be beeped out on Radio 1 Extra. Can you read all of them? No, I can't. No, please read all of them. Hold on. This is being played. They're having to beep out. Uh, So they're playing this, but they're beeping these words. I haven't heard them play. It's on their playlist. I haven't heard how much they're censoring. Just read them. Don't play any of this, but this is it, right? I'm not going to play it out. I'm going to beep it. That's why if you just read it, I'd have beeped it. and It sounded really funny because it'd just be full of beeps, wouldn't it? Okay, right. Do you want to go for the top? Okay, I'm going from the top. I won't do the first. Yeah, I'll do the first. Just read it as if no one's listening. Okay. I'm expecting your editing to be spot on. (laughs) I've got a lot of love out there and I'm not going to ruin it for this. Okay. Ha ha, who else beat up the ting like drum? When you eat, please don't leave no crumbs. And as I mentioned, that's oral sex reference. Yes. True, I'm a greedy c- I want it all. Mm. Rule number one, to be a boss-ass b- 
Don't give the out if f***er ain't rich. He might pay in full, might like my name was Mitch. I just walk in the room and his ting gets stiff. True. How dare you come for me? How? When I just make your come for me. You is my kids, I want custody. Too sick, think I need to go pharmacy. Big B, but you knew that ain't going nowhere like a new tat. Be nice and I might give you your boo back, but he's slack on me like the blue tack. I hop on the tip. The just drip. I did kill the D and now they say RIP. I just hit a lick. You is ain't slick. I just cut him off. Good grief. I think. Good grief. Now, if I was, everyone if, is going to have, all anyone's going to have heard is. Beep, 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 beep. Beep. And they might even get the undertones of what that is. Now, I think that comes under sort of. Um, How do they play that on Radio 1 without there literally being no words in it? I'd like to see if we can try and hear the version because I'm wondering whether they leave, if they take out everything that we've just been. There would just be music. No, but there's still enough in there to know. But sometimes on these tracks, they literally do a new, they do a radio friendly edit. So maybe before we're doing all this, so unless they want to use what I've just done as a radio friendly edit. And you might be going on to say this, the people who are listening to this know know what they're actually saying. Yeah. Don't they? Yeah. So by playing it, even though it's edited, Aren't they just condoning exactly. the message behind that? And every young person who knows the lyrics, sing along, but sing. Yeah. Where the word faggot in the fairy tale of New York, from, from what like you just said, from the Irish perspective, isn't, isn't actually meant in the way that it's in currently being taken. Way. Other than that, that everyone's happy with the sentiment. You know, it's a good thing. Yeah. But also Shane McGowan, I think, was saying, I heard on the radio, was saying that the woman character in that, mm-hmm. is Kirsty McCall. Yeah, 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 yeah. She said she's in a really bad place and she's actually not a nice person. So it's mm-hmm. very reflective of her character. Right. What, in real life? No, in, 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 in the, the song. In the tone of yeah, the yeah. song. Yeah, yeah, of course it is. So it's, yeah. re- it's relevant. Yes. He said you take that out and it actually changes the, the kind of the meaning and intent of the, of the song. Yeah. But, I, the, but I it's think... a bit insulting to say, you know, we'll bleep that. But all the kids know the real words. They're list- they have that in their ears, 10-year-olds listening to that kind of filth. That's okay. And Radio 1 are okay but it's promoting this it's... artist, yeah. aren't they? And they, this song's been around for, yeah. what, 30 years, maybe more. And the majority of, or a lot of grime music... Mm. has either very sexist or very, yeah. you know, yeah. direct views. That, I think, um, the, the one I've just mentioned, I think, is from a female perspective. Right. And there is some stuff that's coming out on Grime at the moment where female artists are trying to reverse. Right. It's a little bit like the Spurs fans using some of the, anti, the anti-Semitic anti-Semitic chants that were used towards them, and they yeah. turned it on themselves by, yeah. by using the same words in their own chants. Yeah. yeah. And I think this is a little bit about female artists trying to show control sexually yeah. rather than going, we're going to be beholden to men. Yeah, yeah. But I think what we're talking about is music that's coming out of the radio that contains yeah. anything that's con- considered explicit. Yeah. And I'm just and also that artist is representing that genre and that, that messaging, aren't they? Yeah. I mean, they, are, they haven't banned the song. They are playing a different version of the song that takes that word out. Correct? Yeah. It's interesting here that, that in dictionary.com, they say faggot is sometimes used within the gay community as a positive term of self-reference. And that's mm-hmm. similar to what I was saying mm-hmm. about the, the Tottenham supporters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, someone has come to a decision and I suppose they've spoken to, to some people. And I did see someone referring and saying that, you know, the heartache that that yeah, word yeah. causes. I'm not saying that it no, doesn't, again, but, but I mean, I'd like the right. new Robbie Williams Christmas song to be censored. Not really. <laughs> yeah, not released. Not yeah. released. <laughs> Have you heard it? No, I haven't. Oh, is it? I used to be a fan of his. It's lyrically, I think. I think he must have a seven-year-old niece that wanted to get into songwriting. Oh, okay, well, maybe it's dreadful. Some of the language I find, I find quite sad that it's mm. been used. The song itself 
in my view is dreadful but yeah one or two of the lyrics which i don't really want to repeat now because they're, they're really harmless maybe i'm just <laughs> don't give me more editing yeah <laughs> <laughs> he swears in it no he just he just makes a few references and i think it almost feels just a little bit it's about covid and about how it's affecting christmas and how we must I'll leave it alone it. i'll leave it alone yeah we've all had enough of that yeah don't listen to it wanging on about it um i think it'd be treated more seriously if we called it covid x1x Oh. Instead of 19, don't you? It's marketing, isn't Roman it? Yeah. yeah, sounds pretty. Someone's missed a trick there. Sounds pretty good. I think I want it. It's called that. <laughs> I want a bit of it. Um, but your, your messy tabs kind of um, got me onto kind of a little looking at um, messy kind of workspaces. And I found a picture of um, Einstein's desk. I want to show you. I'll put this on the socials. Okay. Have you seen that was a picture of Einstein's desk mm. um, taken on, I think, the day. Um, who died. So he died um, April 18th, 1955, and a photographer from Life snapped his desk at Princeton hours after Einstein had died. Uh, he gave new meaning to the saying, cluttered desk, cluttered mind. Perhaps genius requires a little disorder. Yeah, indeed. But that is one messy desk. Yeah. Hasn't even got a PC. No. I like that. I like kind of dipping into your tabs. That's just a wealth of... Yeah. Wealth of research. Because I was thinking that none of those is probably research for the podcast. It's literally where your mind goes every day. I don't know who Jaden Stockley is. Do you want to have a look? No. I can't <laughs> use the whole of this to... Okay. Well, at least I know that if I'm struggling, you know, for something, it could be a new section. I think it's pretty strong. Despite the humour of our space talk, mm-hmm. I listened and I thought I wouldn't have a clue from that discussion what either of us thought. Oh, I would. Would you? Yeah. All right. Okay. Uh, okay so the other apology was i made a reference to pfizer vaccine and i think quote it's a load of bollocks yeah sounds about right what i meant was is it not a load of bollocks just to clarify no what i meant was it's like reading the blooming football results so over the last seven or eight days it's gone pfizer 90 percent sputnik 92 medina 95, Pfizer, 96 and helping old people. It's just going bigger and bigger. And within a week, I was joking that Donald Trump's going to say 104, I think I mentioned, because he'd always go a bit more than that. (laughs) But we're running out of percentages. Mm. And now Oxford have come in today and India is going to be, the vaccine's going to be out in India by December well, the, the one, the, the Oxford... Oxford 21, which I thought was a UK one, but... Oh, it's not. Well, I think it must be, but there must be some uh, Indian... Um, oh, investment? Investment maybe? in it, because okay, it was... Right. And very, very cheap, like just a few dollars per injection. Because that is the deal, isn't it? We'll give you some money, but we're at the front of the queue. Yeah. We're not daft. Yeah. Mm. But it's... I think it's that... The, all I'm apologizing, is, apologizing for is I didn't want to sound flippant. If we've got a vaccine and we're all saved, brilliant. But you could almost, this bit about looking retrospectively, whoever says 90, the next person isn't going to come out. So Moderna, yeah, yeah, we can't match that. We'll the, keep quiet. You're not going to make the news, are you? No. And so Pfizer have done a deal with Emirates Airlines because mm. it has to be stored at minus 70, minus 80 and to how to fly it in and keep it cold. And Moderna have come up in America and go, no, ours doesn't need to be that temperature. And it's just, it's like when you buy a new car, there's something new. And I often think they must have known about that five years ago. And so it's like that. You look at cars and you go, oh, that's brilliant. I've got a heated seat or I've got this or I've got that. And Mm. it isn't new technology. As you say, it's just like we're being played just a little bit more, a little bit more. And I think that's with the percentages. That's what I'm saying. When you run out of actual feature, product features, you come up with gimmicks. Yeah. Car manufacturers do it all the time. Yeah. They don't want to talk about ride quality, steering accuracy, 
feel. They go, the car's got Wi-Fi. Yeah. And a camera, you know, there's yeah. one that came yeah. out. He's, he's got a camera behind the rear view mirror. I'm sorry, but that's a little bit dangerous, right? Yeah. yeah. What's that going to do with a the car? They're selling a car based on it's got like Wi-Fi connectivity. Yeah. Sorry, but I'm interested in driving, not going back playing to the, Fortnite. Going, going back to the Pfizer thing very quickly was... Um, they came out with something this week saying, oh, by the way, we've looked at our tests and it's actually really, really good for people over 65. We've looked at our results and it's like way better than we'd imagined. And I'm thinking a week ago, you didn't have those. Yeah. And the newsreader mm. said, at the moment, we don't have sight of these results, but Pfizer have informed us and it's... <laughs> we're going to believe them. Yeah, They've and maybe they have, okay. but a week ago they didn't have it and <laughs> yeah. now they have and Moderna have said theirs is equally good. And then the other thing I think Pfizer said, it's equally good for every age group and every ethnicity and gender. And, and So how would you like, sum it all up? I think it's a load of bollocks. Excellent. <laughs> we haven't really talked about money. It's the only thing I think we've had a bit of dissension on in the past. Not between us. Hmm. Not dissension, but sometimes when, when, when you've come to a, a session and we've mentioned... Oh, right. Or you've sent me the, look at this, yeah, look at this, look at this dumping, dumping his shares. Yeah. And I've gone, yeah, good lad. <laughs> Just the little bit that sometimes when I've either texted something or sent you a picture of someone with money and your first reaction has been, if there weren't billionaires... <laughs> You wouldn't have, you wouldn't yeah. have running water. You're just <laughs> <laughs> You'd be back in the dark ages, cycling in the middle of the cobbles, yeah. <laughs> amongst you... all the shit that people throw out their windows because there'd be no drainage <laughs> without the head of Amazon. Yeah, Jeff Bezos is keeping you clean. Yeah, no, we I just... still have the plague. Yeah, the, yeah, still have. <laughs> oh God, yeah. No, I think what my feeling was occasionally i see i think it's what you said at the beginning we 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 kind of there's still lots about each other that we don't know isn't there we've got yeah. a little bit of a feel and there's things we put out here whether whether we're poking the bear or not mm. there's a little bit of i don't know how it's going to come back like i got a bit worried in the last one of what you're going to punch me i was like i don't know i don't know what's gonna i don't know what button there is that makes you go over the edge no, and, I don't think there is. a Hulk. I think, yeah. <laughs> I have no idea. I don't think there's a button. I just think... think bursting out of your top anyway. <laughs> it, can't, it can't take much to, to rip that open. <laughs> anecdote, anecdote. Um, was at a festival. Um, I can't even remember which festival. I think it was festival down in Dorset about five years ago with the family. And there was this comedian. And he stopped the act halfway through. Mm. and went, God, look at you. Like that. And like pointed at me right. as an introvert, like I don't want yeah. to be recognized in a blooming tent by a stand up comedian. And he said something about how old was I or something like that. And um, I was just going like, no, fuck off, fuck off, like <laughs> no attention, no attention. And I think, I think Amelia was there and I think she said something like, oh, he's 55 or whatever I was yeah. at the time. And he went, God, you're fairly ripped like that. And it's like, no, seriously, yeah. go away. And he went... I bet you could rip that T-shirt in half. <laughs> and I'm thinking, I'm not positive that I could. No, but part of you is going. Part of me is going, I reckon game on. <laughs> so I sort of held the T-shirt here and thought, I think there's enough give that I can get away with it. And I'm going, nah, nah. <laughs> You're waiting for everyone to go, yeah. yeah. And then, yeah, the whole, the whole tents erupting with, like, encouragement. Yeah. Three or four of them. And <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it got to the point that he went, stand up and rip your T-shirt. Like, have it on you, but rip it up like the Hulk. So I stood up and did it. Did you? What a prick. 
but um did, did, it, did you do it or did you yeah. kind of get a bit halfway and then it was a really good nice t-shirt i really liked the t-shirt was it worth it he gave me a can of beer mm. well so, no not really <laughs> The only, that's the only t-shirt you took to the festival yeah. anyway isn't it that's what you were sleeping in as yeah. well <laughs> the rest of the time i got painted blue <laughs> so yeah that just oh, reminded that me when you said that did whole... you get a round of applause did all i the got a round people... of applause some laughter some sympathy and then he used and a couple it. of not he did bad. it on twitter he did a few references to it on okay. twitter it was like out. yeah a little bit harsh some of the stuff on twitter but anyway. i'd have been dying laughing yeah. very good okay um yeah so um, we had that email from tim a few episodes ago so it's taken a bit of a while for us to follow up but he made some good points and made actually made me think about why we weren't taught the kind of basics of kind of personal financial management at school mm-hmm. and i and i don't think i i was actually at all and I, i'm guessing it, there will be more now i think i said that in the last yeah, podcast I, i'm I, sure I, the banks have and come on to that i don't know i've had a look into it and i'm you know asking around anecdotally i don't think they really do which i think is a bit of a shame mm-hmm. um just simple ins and outs, even whether you're running a business or it's the same kind of thing, yeah. you know, I try and make sure there's more ins than outs in a, in a very basic sense. But also, I guess I'll probably want more interested in kind of attitudes because I don't think any of us are going to sit here and pretend we're Martin Lewis, are yeah. we? I don't have any advice that I think is good enough to give anybody. No. But I just thought even just us getting to know you, getting <laughs> to know all of us. <laughs> It might be, you know, I think I take being this, different, slightly yeah. different ages. The attitude to money is one thing. Just taking a step back to the, the discussions we have had, it's tended to be where I've said, these people aren't paying tax. And mm-hmm. you're going, well, if they don't have to, accountant's job is to, in some ways, nobody wants to pay. You know, if there's a legal way of paying less tax, you're going to look and, yeah. and do that. I think why I think I've changed in the last few years is I think some of the wealth the distribution of wealth is just becoming yeah. abhorrent to me. Yeah. And that there has to be a time when you can say there is no way any one person in this world should have more money than small countries. It just feels, mm. no, I, and no matter even if they've got altruistic visions, I think Jeff Bezos is going to try and set up um, somewhere in space, isn't he? Like trying to find a holiday moving, resource or something. Like Mars. But, and I know, look, I know quite a few people have done really, really big things and mm. donated a lot of money. I'm not knocking that, but I'm yeah. just saying this constant accumulation of wealth sometimes makes me feel a bit uncomfortable. Yeah. It seems to be all an end or. Yeah, I know what you mean. I think I'm, I think I might have said it before, but I'm up for kind of a free market and a mm-hmm. free economy and competition. And yeah. I think that's really, really healthy. But of course, like anything, you know, the boundary of when it becomes unhealthy is often just down to your own moral and ethical code. Yeah. I agree to a to a point where you say you know, no one needs no one needs a billion dollars. No. I think that, I think it's fair. You can't really argue against that. Mm. However, the when you know what point does it become okay? And it's not going to be a pound or a dollar, is it? Where you go, you do need that. Yeah. Now you don't. It's just it's just where the lines are drawn. You know? uh, yeah, and I wouldn't. I'm definitely. When does it become obscene? I, I guess is I my agree point. I don't know where. I don't know where that is. No, I, really I don't. Know. I don't think you could. Nobody ever could, could decide for for one person. It would be more than another. I think we're on this spiral. We've discussed this before around social media, and I don't know which of the podcasts, but I have been doing some research on the, the old Instagram terms and conditions. So on the next two or three, going to mm. go through that. But we're getting to the point on social media where four or five organisations run the world. Yeah, basically. And um, I was listening to a podcast, I think it was Not Conscious, Knocked Conscious, and they were discussing how does someone get into the market? 
So how would you become? And they were mentioning, well, TikTok managed it. And then they were talking about one or two other organizations that have been around like MySpace and Friends Reunited yeah. who had failed because their business model, I think Friends Reunited, you had to pay a little bit. Yeah, and it was also, a little, I guess this time is a little bit ahead of its time. Yeah. And almost the technology and the connectivity and the, the know-how wasn't quite, yeah. didn't quite bring that yeah, together. Yeah, not to monetize yeah. it. Yeah. But I, they were saying, apart from TikTok, and obviously that's instantly been followed by Instagram Reels, how can anyone ever get in the market? And maybe there'll be something under AI or virtual reality that another yeah. organization will come in. But Amazon are not going to, you know, Amazon have got it to a key. Mm. They're only going to grow and grow. Yeah. And it used to be the oil companies, hadn't it? They used to be the big yeah. ones, yeah. the most valuable companies in the world. I can't remember exactly when some of the tech ones did overtake. Yeah. Or pharmaceuticals. Pharmaceuticals yeah. is going to be the other one that's going to be up there. And they're still big, but they're not anywhere near the tech companies no. these days. No. But the stuff that's coming out now, the thing that I was, which we'll do again on Instagram a little bit later or another podcast, is, is just suggesting to me that, that the dollar now is all important. Mm -hmm. And things like integrity and humility and a sense of real doing good seems, if they're there, they're very, very well disguised. Sounds a bit boring to me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. What, I just... good thing? what are these good things you speak? <laughs> <laughs> Show me the money. <laughs> Parody. That's all very well, but. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I know you're being ironic. I, yeah, I, we're kind of getting into altruism here, aren't, aren't we, in terms of is there anything, can true altruism exist? I don't think it can. Genuinely, I don't think it can. And it's a little bit like that thing where by measuring something, you change the thing. I think there's an element of as something progresses and gets good, more often than not, money gets involved at some point, whether that's money to invest to keep that thing going. And then, of course, that kind of has to come back sometimes. Or if there's an opportunity for it to come in and you don't have to put it in yourself, you'd take it up, wouldn't you? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because no, no one's pockets are, you know, are bottomless apart from <laughs> the bezels of the, yeah. this world. Um, so it's that, again, it's all about that balance, you know, it's, it's, a, it's, it's the band analogy. It's okay until you get a bit good. It's, a, it's okay until you, you start to fill the venues and you need a bigger venue. Yeah. It was like when a footballer <laughs> takes a contract and then becomes yeah. Judas for improving himself <laughs> and getting more money. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, yeah. It's, it's I, a funny one, isn't it? I'm not trying to just do the altruism thing as like wealth is bad and you should give it all away. I'm not saying no, that. No, no, no. I, I, th I agree with the free market. it's a market, balance, isn't it? Because George Clooney's just given a million pounds to 14 people or a million dollars, hasn't he? Has he? And you think number 15 on his list is going to be so peeved. <laughs> right. Yeah. Just missed out. Yeah. Well, Dolly Parton gave a million quid to, to vaccine stuff, research. Yeah. And you're like. I think she could be next president. Oh, yeah. But it's a good shout, isn't it? Yeah, it's a really good see a lot of downsides. Yeah. Generally, the people who are having a pop at the billionaires are the people who aren't billionaires. Or yeah. if you can have a pop at someone <laughs> with money driving around. Billionaires aren't having a pop at billionaires for being billionaires. You can see what I'm saying. It's all relative, isn't mm -hmm. it? If we're talking about millionaires rather than billionaires, it'd be the same thing. The, I think the jealousy thing on, on wealth is interesting. There was, um, as they have now, someone done all the decorations for Christmas mm. and, you know, just a massive array of lights. It's interesting that climate change gets thrown out of the window. It's no one ever goes, you should oh, actually yeah. turn all those off because it's, it's Christmas. It's You're allowed everything. to yeah, burn as much as you want. <laughs> and the woman that done it said the lights and the electricity bill altogether was £7,000. And she's had a torrid of abuse. And someone had said, God, in these COVID times, and I'm thinking, if she wants to spend 7,000 pounds. She did it last year. Yeah, she did it last year. It's bringing <laughs> no some problem. joy. Yeah. You spend 7,000 pounds. Yeah. And often these people are raising loads of money for 
yeah. local things, aren't yeah. they? Yeah, but I think there is that element now. Everyone has a view on how people should spend their money. And I'm not yeah. trying to say that. I'm not trying to say if you're a billionaire, you should give it all away. I'm not. What I'm saying is I think the difference between the haves and the have-nots is, is growing in some countries and in mm. other countries mm. where I think they've got their shit together. And I've been doing a lot of research into Finland. And if I'm going to emigrate, that's where I'm going. It just seems they seem to so together sensible, there, don't they? Like so sensible. That everything. Their reaction to COVID was like unbelievable. Yeah, it was. Yeah, COVID has not hit a second wave in Finland and Norway because of the the sense of the government and the sense of the the population. I mean, common sense. Common sense. Cool. Who'd have thought that? Yeah, it's working. The way they look at wealth as a nation mm. is is very very different to here. In what way? In that there seems to be a sort of element that that everybody's trying to look after each other and so they don't want there to be you know a massive divergent range in terms of mm. incomes and they do want people if they're out of work for some sort of time getting proper support so it isn't yeah. sort of like you're either on universal credit and getting nothing or you're earning is is it kind of a distribution of wealth or is it just you know decent decent taxation and and, and a fairness across the board in terms yeah, of where that goes yeah i think there's a bit of or, or do they have a say in actually where it goes we talk, do we talk about this on the podcast the idea that if you had a list of, right, your tax has to go on, that we have to go on these things, but here's another load of stuff. 10% mm-hmm. of your taxes, your council tax, whatever it is, can go on any of these things. You can choose where, where you'd like it to go and we'll yeah. distribute funds based on where you want to go. Yeah. Or you go, if you want to, you can pay another fiver a month, we'll put it into that fund, into the you know lo- local wildlife or, you know. But, but you then got to have to trust that your government isn't paying £21 million <laughs> for someone to be a go-between to get PPE from China, for example so if there I'm isn't trying that to pay trust to, you know kind of hopeful world there no no just, but no no the hopeful world bit just, is you the, just hit me with reality no 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 <laughs> but the, this is the hopeful bit that i saw um, that there's no hope there's loads of hope no. go to finland there is don't cry if you look back in the past that you could do one thing you can go back for 100, 100 years and uh and change something or, um, or just go you could tell your younger self go just do this one thing something to do with money wealth management what would what would your advice be my advice would be that everything is cyclical. Mm-hmm. So whatever happens, whether the markets are up or down, mm-hmm. a depression will always end up being a boom at some stage mm-hmm. and it will always end up being a depression. That's mm-hmm. history. And some things, I would say, in that cycle will always move upwards. So property yep. and gold. And gold will have massive fluctuations. And I know people are going to go, oh, what about the crash? And what about blah, blah, blah? Everything is cyclical, so you mm. you do know even when times are hard, things are going to raise. Mm. I was looking at Bitcoin. Did I tell you this? No. I spoke, I can't remember who I was speaking to, a young person. And uh, <laughs> that's most of the population to me. And I said, I don't know enough about Bitcoin. I don't understand it. I know no. it's a cryptocurrency. So I thought, I'm going to find out. Right, now you're an expert. Now an expert. So <laughs> at the moment, one Bitcoin is worth about £13,500. At the moment? Yeah. As of today. Okay. That's gone up. Yeah, it's going up. And the person I was talking to said, how much was it when it first came out? And I went, I'm guessing just a few cents, but I don't know. So I looked it up and it was, this won't be totally exact to the decimal point. It was 0.0008 of a dollar Mm. at its inception. And I read a story, which I guess is true from the source I saw it, that two guys, the first commercial bit of Bitcoin went into um, a pizza restaurant in New York and bought two pizzas with 10,000 bitcoins. 
<laughs> which are now worth thirteen and a half thousand pounds each, and they yeah. bought a pizza. And you look back and you think, yeah, that's think one thing I'd like to. Have yeah, known. just having a hundred of them, you would have made you a few million quid, wouldn't it? Yeah, when it when it hit, because I think it, you know, I think a couple of years ago or so, it kind of hit about twenty two thousand. Yeah. It's actually up today. I think it's up to fourteen one. Right, it's thirteen five three days ago. That's crazy. So this isn't investment advice a, to go and get it. But no, if if you if you I, had something at the beginning that was a, a few cents, I remember it coming out. I didn't, I didn't. I wish you know. Of course, it's easy to go wish I had done now. But and I've got some. But I bought fairly fairly high, and I'm down currently. Okay. Um, so I think but it's it, cyclical. So you're right. Yeah. Well, you know, I think when it goes past kind of seventeen, eighteen, I'm probably on the up. Yeah. <laughs> but that's still a long way to go. I don't even have one bitcoin. I think I have. Um, I have naught point naught five two two eight four zero one. Okay. Well, who? Um, go me, right? <laughs> Pizzas are on you. <laughs> you see, you wouldn't have gone back and told yourself just to buy hundred bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> It's going to be this thing called it's a bit like Biff in, in back. Have you seen Back to the Future? I know you haven't seen Star Wars. Have you seen Back to the Future? I saw it. In Los Angeles, like in Disneyland. What, the film? No, the set. You don't know about the almanac? No. Okay. But you want to be really rich? I always thought I did. Mm. But um, no, I don't know. Nor me. I want a bit more, don't get me wrong. Yeah. I'd go back and tell myself about compound interest. I got a little example. I'd read this to myself. Okay. So how old are you now? Like 13? Um, Was this when you first get money maybe? So you're, you're, you're talking to your <laughs> I started at a co-op. I, well, my first job was at the co-op when I was 16. Okay. Uh, well, I give myself this example, Fire. a little anecdote about two, two young people. So when Jack turned 21, he decided to start investing $200 a month every year for nine years. Mm-hmm. At age 30, he decided to stop investing altogether. Mm-hmm. But his friend Blake started a little later, investing $200 a month every month at the age of 30, mm-hmm. all the way until the ripe old age of 67. So at the age of 67, who do you think had more money in their account? Well, I'm going to say the second one because that's what you want me to say. No. <laughs> I don't know. Who did? <laughs> Shall I tell you? Yeah, go on. Um, at the end of nine years, Jack invested $21,600 and ended up with more than $2.5 million. Mm-hmm. That's the power of compound interest. And Jack's friend Blake invested a whopping $91,200 over the course of 37 years. And at age 67, he'd built up $1.4 million, but never caught up with Jack. Basically, that 20000 invested in nine short years was turned into almost $2.5 million over 37 years. And on that example, I guess they're getting the same interest. Yes, exactly yeah. the same. And there's a graph, and I'll, I'll put a link to this, but it's pretty amazing how, you know, if I'd have just invested between 20 and 30, yeah. you know, I probably wouldn't have to worry about retirement. Mm. If I can go back and do things again, I wouldn't put money in a pension. No. I wouldn't put money anywhere where I couldn't get to it quickly. Mm-hmm. I think having, after kind of, I mean, you've had illnesses and things. I had my illness five years ago. It makes you think about, what if I need this? Mm. And you've got all this money wrapped up in an account you can't get to. My ISA over the last however many years I've had it has averaged out to, over the time, has averaged out to 8 or 9% right. interest wow. per annum growth. And it's not a high risk one, mm. but it's the same investments that pension funds are making but they don't have the transparency Mm. your money goes into a pension they say you've made a bit of money but you don't although you can look at it Mm. i don't know how much is going in funds for these massive pensions i don't know but i do for my isa i know that i'm paying whatever it is one percent okay and that's performed way better Mm. probably just because of the overhead and all the dividends that i get on the isa get reinvested okay so that's the compound i never take any money out that's the compound interest but Yeah, yeah yeah so you're getting interest on your interest that's good Right, I'm going to wrap that up.
brain. And your body. You bought a book. I bought a book and I've made notes. Yes. What? Book by Bessel van der Kolk. Back in the day, your brain was your brain. I wasn't taught anything about my brain at school. I just something in your head. Yeah. You've got a brain, it thinks. Do you, can, what else can you tell me about Pipe your brain? Pipe down, Ellery. Yeah. <laughs> Sir. That's all you need to know, Ellery. Tell me more. Face. <laughs> what do you, mean, you want to learn? Close some tabs and shut up. <laughs> so, okay, if I just threw that open, what else do you know about your brain? So you're going to, going to inform the Martian that's just come down. Okay, so you're basically your whole life is ruled by your brain, the most complex organ ever to exist can you tell me what you know about your brain uh, no no i don't no. know anything about it wasn't it. a trick question but you don't know anything about it no i don't know how big it is no, no. You know. i think it's like 75 percent water it's complex and it's in your mm. head mm. and i'm not saying that everyone that's all they know but i realize that i know very very little about my brain mm. and i'm thinking you know going back you've se- have you seen your brain yes how cool is that <laughs> that's more than i have yeah how many times have you seen your brain I've only seen it from scans. Oh. When I have brain surgery. So I've seen it from the scans, like the before and after. Okay, cool. No, I, I was going down the route of if you watch one of your own ops. Um, no, I've watched my own heart being operated, but not my But they actually have to, you have to have a general anaesthetic for brain surgery. It's one of those, <laughs> I don't know. Mad. No, no, but you have to, I've seen those ones where they, they keep people awake and, and they then take they take the brain out of their head. They shut your face. <laughs> no, shut up. That's no, Steve the, Martin. No, no. <laughs> the man with two brains. Yeah. <laughs> he watched his other brain with the one he had no the um the ones where they keep people awake and they yeah. touch different parts and they get okay. them to speak okay they need yeah. them to speak as they're operating and they go no i've only seen photographs i haven't, okay, I haven't seen it in action so i realized how little i know and something came in, in on one of the mindfulness courses that i'm doing that mentioned something called the vagus nerve yeah so all i really wanted to do was just to i think just to open people's eyes to just little bits that i've researched and again I know we have the caveat that I'm not a doctor, but it's just, I have probably uh, made all the mistakes. Dalai Lama. Yeah, all the Dalai I'm Lama. I'm so glad you said that last time. I was you know, worried people were going to think you were. <laughs> <laughs> he is a spiritual leader. All I did is I went away and thought, okay, let's just find out a little bit. I was saying it's the most complex organ we've got. We're taught very little about it, and even the simple elements are not shared in schools. In, 19, in, sorry, in 1872, Charles Darwin wrote a book called The Expression of Emotions in Man and Animals. And obviously he's more well known for his other books, but this was the last book he wrote, I think. Mm-hmm. And what he noticed was the physical organisation common to animals and humans. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that it's, he, was, he was accused of anthropomorphism, which is putting human traits into animals. But what he was saying is that there's certain things we share. We share a fundamental brain and heart and liver and, mm-hmm. you know, There are similarities between. And what he was saying was, that was controversial at the time, is that we all have the same senses, but even complex things like um, emotions like suspicion or gratitude is shared by other animals. And I think when you sometimes see some of, you know, like David Attenborough's stuff, you can see an animal acting in a way that you can yeah. i don't think it's just tra- us translating so if you release a, you know a dolphin from a fishing net for example yeah it smiles at you before attacking Go. you <laughs> and you're welcome flipper then it's all over you like a rash um <laughs> kill a dolphin yeah so i think the understanding <laughs> I'm is just that... sorry it's just twigged what you're saying <laughs> it's humping your leg you mean yeah. <laughs> okay this is meant to be a science sorry part. okay very so scary, one of the things that they was that has come out on, on this and other bits that I've been reading is that emotions are rooted in biology, 
we often take our emotions away from our physicality as, as if emotions and thinking and feelings are somehow different to our physical being. Yeah, absolutely. And so what they were saying is one of the things that they're rooted in biology is that you can read people's faces, so their posture, their tone of voice, and the same with animals. So a threatening behavior is the same in an animal. animal. can look scared. Yeah. 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 And one of the things I was thinking about the other day was, you know, when we were doing our um, mindfulness and I was saying our shoulders are up, mm-hmm. I'm wondering whether I saw a cat the other day attack another cat and it okay. comes up, doesn't it? It makes yeah. itself big. And I'm thinking, yeah. why are we putting our shoulders up? Why is our body making us do that? Is it because we're anxious or threatened or yeah. whatever? What Darwin observed was that the fundamental purpose of these emotions is to initiate movement to, to get to safety and to survival. Yeah. So it's keeping on our toes. Mm-hmm. But what he said at the time, and bearing in mind this is 150 years ago, is that prolonged escape behavior and so this is what we now call the fight or flight with adrenaline he was saying if you continually have that escape behavior if your whole life is run by it this will put an animal at a disadvantage because preservation depends upon the sort of maslow hierarchy of needs Mm -hmm. so if you don't take if you're always running and escaping and fleeing yeah then you're not building and you're not eating and yeah, you're not you're reproducing. Not, yeah, yeah. So so to be in that constant state of emotional heighting yeah. becomes biological because you're it's not going in to a condition you. to look after yourself or exactly. protect yourself. Exactly. Although that instant reaction is to protect, but from a prolonged point of view, it's yes. it's not sustainable. No. And it's because it's it's just so blunt it's counterproductive yeah. effectively isn't it yeah. yeah and what he said which is, is is exactly what you're saying there that if you're fighting off real or unseen enemies there's no room for nurture or love so the fundamentals disappear because you're just trying really to survive so one of the things that that he was looking at and has now come with advanced science is that intense emotions involve the links to the gut and to the heart yes and so this vagus nerve which we're going to come into in a minute is is the the nerve that that actually facilitates this he called it pneumogastric nerve that's what darwin called it and we now call it the vagus nerve but he was saying when the mind's excited in that often the language we'll use and the two words that he used was gut-wrenching and it is Mm. or heartbreak so those extreme emotions you find in your heart and in your gut and evidently this little thing in your brain connects all of these things so the, the the the, the physicality of your body and the emotional side are in, inextricably linked. Yeah. What he was saying and what other people have said since is that if it's just in our head, we can deal with it. So if you're not feeling the heartache or the gut wrenching, but you're going, I've got a bit of a dilemma, I need to sort this out, you get it sorted. Mm. What quite often happens is that when we have this unbearable physical pain, so, you know, constantly feeling this gut wrenching pain or the heartache of losing somebody or, you know, of, of, whatever that brings that on, whether it's real or not, Mm. is that we try and deal with that unbearable pain now by things like self-harm and drugs so that we try and that pain is too great to deal with us. If it's like um, something in our head that we'll work out how to do this, sorted, carry on. But if it becomes Mm. so emotional. Yeah. Now, that's good. I just immediately thought of our our chat with Brian about pain in a slightly different way from an injury, not from an, an emotional pain. Yes. But emotion was used in the definition of pain, wasn't it? About being an unpleasant experience. Yeah. All kind of tying together, really, isn't it? Yes. You know, you can bang your knee, but you don't often group loss Mm. and, uh, you know, emotional upset in the same way. Yes. You wouldn't then go to someone and go, I need help with my broken heart. Yes. Because everyone, you know, feels like you'd probably be laughed out of the room. But that is equally as physically painful. Yes. As a bang on the knee, for example. Yeah. 
and the fact which that is it's, okay to go and fix. Yes, yeah, and it's the fact that it's come from an emotion rather than from being knocked somehow makes yeah. it different. A yeah. bit like your wealth earned and and won, mm. it's a different yeah. feeling. Yeah, and so I've looked into this a bit more. And one of the things I thought uh, resonated with me was that we, when we did our breathing exercise in the last podcast. There's two um, systems in the, I'm not going to go into big details in this, but there's two systems in the in your body. One is called ANS and SNS, and I can put links rather than spend mm-hmm. loads of time doing it there. This book that I mentioned, that The Body Keeps the Score, gave a really simple example to experience these two systems. So it says, whenever you take a deep breath, you activate the SNS. As I say, this is the sympathetic nervous system, but I'll yeah. put links on this. Yeah. So when you take a deep breath, you activate the SNS. The resulting burst of adrenaline speeds up your heart which explains my way many athletes take a few short, deep breaths before starting competition. In the theatre, you're going on, you're called, you're going on for your first line, big deep breath, here I go. You're not going to breathe out, you're just going to take a big deep breath in and launch yourself Mm -hmm. into it. Mm -hmm. Exhaling, in turns, activates the PNS, which is the parasympathetic, and this slows down the heart. So if you take a yoga or meditation class, your instructor will probably urge you to pay particular attention to the exhalation since deep, long breaths out help calm you down. And again, when people are having anxiety attacks, it's like breathe out, breathe into this bag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the breathing that we were doing the other day, you're, you're still... You think it was a breathing in and out, but of course you can't do the out without breathing yeah, in. Yeah, so and I think... It's interesting, we, it's just the out. Yeah, and we said on that, try and I was saying try and make the out longer. Yeah, yeah. I was saying that a couple of times. Because it calms you down, yeah. right? It says, as we breathe, we continually speed up and slow down the heart. And because of that interval between two successive heartbeats is never precisely the same. And because of that, it's never precisely the Mm -hmm. same. So there's now a measurement called heart rate variability can be used to test the flexibility of this system. So it's it's a sign, this HRV is a sign that the brake and the accelerator in your arousal system are both functioning properly and in balance. What I was reading from this is that our emotions are tied through something in our brain to our gastro system and to our heart and that our breathing is almost the sort of energy that controls us and that we can control our breathing and if we calm ourselves down so that was the first bit the sciencey bit now is the vagus just so people know it's v-a-g-u-s not as in las vegas but vagus nerve represents the main component of the parasympathetic nervous system so the the psn yeah so this oversees a vast array of crucial bodily functions control of mood immune response digestion and heart rate So it establishes one of the connections between the brain and the gastrointestinal tract and sends information about the state of the inner organs to the brain. And I've never even considered that the brain is basically harvesting information from the gut and the heart and and processing Like your Wi-Fi coffee machine (laughs) gathering all this data. (laughs) So what then happens is this nerve helps to regulate many critical aspects of human physiologies, including the heart rate, blood pressure, sweating, digestion, and even speaking. It's doing a load of stuff, isn't it? It's doing a load of stuff. You have no idea. Yeah. Yeah. Two little things that I just wanted to to flag up. One is that I didn't know any of this, and there's loads of learning, and this is just a whistle-stop tour. But one of the things is that the autonomic nervous system, which we've been talking about, regulates three fundamental psychological states. And I didn't know this until I read this. So the the level of safety determines which one of these is activated. So when we feel threatened, the first level is social engagement. So we call out for help, support and comfort from the people around us. Mm -hmm. That's the first state. Mm -hmm. And I've always gone, oh, your adrenaline goes, it's fight or flight. It isn't. It's looking around for For help help is the first thing. 
because we are tribal. That's really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. One of the things we've said about in these podcasts more and more is the breaking down of community. So when you're in the situation that your nervous system is on overload, your first thing is social engagement. You don't have the ability mm. to have the range of social engagement that you used to. And this isn't about finding a mugger in the alleyway. This is sitting watching depressing news on the TV. Yeah. Feeling anxious yes. about losing your job. Yeah. And if there's no one there yeah. to turn to, that's going to only be heightened, right? Yes. Or the person that I might be share, with I you in the totally, household. I, I need comfort. Yeah. Might not be the right person to share that with. Yeah. So once that has been, so with that community being going, our first instinctive turning point, social engagement has been taken away. Yeah. The only way it can sort of happen if we're not meeting up is through social media, which is a clunky tool. Mm. And texting someone saying, I feel really down isn't the same yeah. as someone putting their arm around you. Yeah, yeah. So we look for help, support, and comfort in the people around us. If no one comes to our aid, or if we're in immediate danger, the organism, as in the person, reverts to a more primitive way and to survive, and that's fight or flight. So that's the bit where you have to make a decision. We've always been, I don't know, I've always assumed that's the first thing. Yes. And I was talking <laughs> about this with someone, and we were trying. I was trying to explain, I was using them as a guinea pig, if you like, and I said, I always use the example, you're faced with a bear, what do you do? And he went, I'll climb a tree. So that's your flight. And then he went, actually, no, I'll, probably, I'll take my chance. I'll fight the bear. <laughs> and so you can't make yeah. that decision in cold light of day. You're going to be faced with a bear and you will do one or the other. But so you, what, sorry, go on. Are you saying what we would do in that situation actually is a shit see a bear? Is there anyone else I can t help take, take this bad boy on? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. We got him right. You know, look to someone else for help. Yeah. Shit, there's no one around. I'm legging it. Well, if there is a group, yeah, if <laughs> there's a mean? group of you, the first thing go, is what are we going to do, What guys? do you reckon? Yeah. What's your, our Your chances? immediate thing is there's, there's a lot of us. Let's yeah. all group together and take you it You throw on. a stick, I'm going to run. Yeah. So the first bit would be the social engagement. Cool. So the first thing is, do we fight off our attack or do we run to a safe place? Mm -hmm. However, there's a third option. And this is where I think the analogy with what's happening at the moment in society is very real. If we can't get away or we're held down, or we're trapped, the organism tries to preserve itself by shutting down and expending as little energy as possible. We are then in a state of freeze or collapse. And some of the things I've been reading are saying that that action is taken when you know that flight or flight isn't possible. Yeah, exhausted your options. And so I use the example to this guy of, okay, you're fighting the bear. Two days later, you're in the forest, you're in a cave, mm. and eight bears come in. And you don't have any alternative, but your body knows yeah. getting savaged by eight bears is going to hurt. Yeah. And so your body just turns off, collapses, <laughs> and just... freezes, can become unconscious. And I'm worried, if you like, that without the, 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 the community around, people are getting to this end result very quickly. Mm. And there's a lot of, I think a lot of, if I don't have the social engagement, I'm missing all of that. Yeah. I don't know whether I'm going to run, so I'll just hide. Yeah. And somebody that we mentioned before has just received some funding to do some more PT with people in vulnerable circumstances. And she posted something today that said one of the mums she was working with dropped the kid off from school, went back to bed, got up at three, yeah. picked the child up. And that's the collapse and freeze because there's no yeah supporting structures and also saying it's not it's not a physical collapse and freeze either yes it can be an emotional because when yeah. your organs are so inextricably linked with yes your mind your yes. mind can just shut down yes we've definitely talk, we've talked about numbness yeah. we talked we? about numbness and yeah that's um 
That's great. So the very final thing, and this is interesting just for me, is that there's a lot of work now on stimulating this nerve because of its the control and, and, and reaction it, it can have within the body. The first thing I read was stimulating the vagus nerve can have therapeutic effects such as stopping episodes of SVT, <laughs> Whoa. which is obviously, as we well know, yeah. what I've just recently had mm. um, and can help doctors diagnose certain kinds of heart murmurs. And so I thought I'll read on. Mm -hmm. And so this stimulated the way to stimulate this nerve yeah. be achieved quite easily by employing the Valsalva maneuver. Now, before I describe it, a couple of people had mentioned, oh, have you tried this? Have you tried that? And nothing had come from the cardiologist. And one person said, hold your nose and basically blow out, you know, with, with the airways blocked. Your ass? Blow out, yeah. <laughs> no, that's talking. Um, so you basically keep your mouth closed, pinch your nose and try to exhale forcefully. And this increases pressure in the sinuses, in yeah. the inner ears, yeah. and then has a, an effect on your heart. And this person told me, and I tried it, and it didn't get me out of SVT, but it's like... And that's what that manoeuvre is? Yeah. Was it called Val... It's called Valsalva manoeuvre. So the Valsalva is that? Is yeah, it you hold your that manoeuvre is holding your nose and blowing. You create that pressure. But that's something I've done in the past when you come off an aeroplane, and yeah, you've got your blocked, yeah, your, your, ears your blocked ears. And so it's this nerve is looking after your senses and doing that. And it's like, mm. this is... There's so much here. Um, and I think we'll come back and revisit this. because, But I think the takeaway I wanted with this was that bit going about social engagement. And every week I've come here and said, clients have got a different approach. And this week it's gone up a scale again. People are going, I just need to see people. I just need yeah. to yeah. have some form of... And I thought the interesting thing, I spoke to a client today and we were talking about WhatsApp groups and they've dried up. For me and for this person. Right. You know, yeah, okay. People post one or two things. And so one of the things I'm going to do on the WhatsApp group you're on is I'm going to send something tonight is going to say, okay, boys, 2021, let's have a discussion on WhatsApp where we're going. Let's have some engagement. Instead of sitting in our homes watching I'm a Celebrity Get Me Out of Here, let's have some proper engagement, some proper banter. Mm. And we're not. We're just hiding away. And that yeah. whole element of our lives has been taken True. And it's easy just to forget it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so the vagus nerve. I like it. Cool. Thank what you. What happens with the vagus stays with the vagus, right? <laughs> <laughs> we haven't touched this in a while. Very last, very last thing. Uh, I got an email from uh, our reporting engine that we use mm. saying um, we officially ranked as 233rd in the Ukraine. And I text you, didn't I? Yeah. Went, I'm really happy with this. I was, and I was like, I don't I was, know how I feel about this. I was running around the room. Just being ranked in in any country yeah. is pretty cool, right? I don't know what it and means. And a couple of people said, because I did tell some people, <laughs> and some went, is it out of 250? I went, no, it's out <laughs> of the whole world. <laughs> it isn't. There's no boundary to podcasts. There's 800,000 podcasts. So well, it's. I mean, it's a good question though, isn't it? Yeah. I don't care. It's still a ranking. Yeah, it is. And I went we'll on the, the website that you you got it from, and they only do the Ukraine. Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's fairly limited in terms. All of, these different stats are coming online. The more podcasts that we do, yeah. so I, I don't know. It's, it's patchy. The, the reporting's patchy. Do you think it's the Catherine the Great references? In the same <laughs> way what, that the, right, yeah. the Russian. Well, we're, we're top dollar now in America is California, and that's because Facebook have got a small team on us. I'm going to send something controversial yeah. to see if I get another warning letter. Yeah, why not? 
So that's why California's top, I reckon. Yeah. And then the Catherine the Grey, we've also talked about. Oh, yeah, California's still 21% of our US yeah. audience. We've mentioned Putin. Did I we, mean, actually, did we do no... Stalin? Did, did you yeah, edit I mentioned... Stalin? No, I put that's I in there. That in, yeah, yeah, I like that bit. So, yeah, we have had a lot more references to Russia recently, haven't we? So. Yeah. Our list is quite long. Go through it really quickly. It's the United Kingdom, obviously. Uh, United States, Switzerland, Germany, Canada, Australia, France, Ireland, Netherlands, Russia, India, Philippines, Singapore, Pakistan, Sweden, United Arab Emirates, Spain, Greece, Portugal, Indonesia, Brazil, Italy, Ukraine, New Zealand, Argentina, Turkey, Belgium, Suriname. Hungary, Nigeria, Saudi Arabia, Bahrain, Kenya, Luxembourg, Romania, and Japan. I think it's fair to say we're international. Yeah. We're a hit. (laughs) We're up ourselves. Yeah. That's it for this episode. Well done for getting this far. And thanks for listening. All links and references will be in our show notes. Please make sure you subscribe to us via your favorite podcasting app. And if you're enjoying this pod, then please do spread the word. Tell a friend, family member, and whoever you may feel would benefit from having us in their ears. Follow us on Instagram at I'm Finecast and send us your feedback and questions via our email to I'm Finecast at gmail.com. In the next episode, we've got another installment of We Are All Being Played. I'm a little bit intrigued about that. I know nothing of that. Okay, I won't tell you anything. Be good. So uh, we'll see you in the next episode. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.